Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. I am your host, Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. Look that one up. And whether you are a personal assistant to a major engineering firm uh, CEO like Bree, or an independent traveling salesman giving customers what they need on time every time like Sam, we're here to bring you the sage counsel of business masters to help your career and your ventures. And every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, the art of the CEO streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and uh, every episode by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash the art of the CEO. <laughs> I love saying that. Anyway. Uh, Today's episode is entitled, Presenting the Best Business Stories, the Art of the Well-Woven Tale. Yes, today we're going to take a little different tack and help uh, all the folks out there uh, who need someone to wait on their every word. As all of you know, nothing beats a good story or an illustrated tale to really drive your message home uh, and bring you a little uh, entertaining boost as well. So on this show, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at some of the stickier business situations, try to figure out how to spin some sort of effective yarn that will make folks perk up and listen. I'll lay out my version, and then comes the expertise. Miss Eileen Sinet, master presentation coach, she's really great, author and head of, she's an author and she's head of speaking that connects LLC, and she will give you the real dope, not this dope. She'll correct my tales, and she'll also give you a, a revised version that'll help you just present yourself better within the business community. But before we dramatize your most ardent problems, let's take a moment out there to supply everyone with a few utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice, the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now that's the most important position you will ever hold in your career. So I ask, will this be the day that you look to your own physical health and give yourself a little body check, a critique about that wonderful God-given bio-machine that you've got? Will you just let those muscles grow idle before the flickering screen? <laughs> the choice is truly yours. Now, as the second utensil, it is time to dip into a little laughter from the 101 Best Business Quips book. So let me pull it out here. Here we go. Right. Oh, okay, here's one. Here's one. This is 79. I don't know. It just doesn't seem... our. Our new CEO's rallying cry of, let's fill the company coffers, just doesn't seem to be catching on. And so as an afterthought, folks, you're just not going to raise people's sights and energies under the banner of corporate greed. When you've got a mission that provides a little pride for me and a little enrichment for me, then call me. I'll fall right in behind. Just a thought. And as a third utensil, perhaps we should call today's utensil the salad days fork. Right now, we're going to give you the answers to this week's business. I'm sorry, to last week's business quotation. Let me 
get that right. And today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast another quotation. And we invite you to um, email us the name of the author, as you believe him or her to be. Just simply write that name and mail it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift, freshly torn from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So... Uh, the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, rise early, work hard, strike oil, was none other than the crude oil baron himself, Mr. John Paul Ketty. So now, let's dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and meet the presentation coach who will make your every phrase sincerely scintillating, Miss Eileen Sadat. Eileen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bart. How are you? Oh, you are always doing great, and I'm always more delighted when you come on to uh, to join us here. Um, Eileen, before we we launch off into all these stories of other businesses, let's let's hear the the Eileen Sinet story. You've got speaking that connects, and folks, I got to tell you that Miss Sinet is is one of the the just most marvelous presentation coaches any CEO could ever crave. But Eileen, give us the story about you, and and tell us how you how did you get that way. I think it goes way back to first or second grade, and I just wasn't uh-huh. a good listener. So mm. I don't like to be bored by average speakers, fair uh-huh. teachers. So <laughs> I um, have somehow gotten to where I am now, having perfected my art of listening so that I uh-huh. can help speakers their message out in a fun way to their audiences. I, no lackluster okay. speakers you know, should we have. Uh, people are too interesting. And yet, without a little tra- with a little training, they can be really strong. That's great. So my personal I, story I is... Yeah. My personal but, story around being a presentation coach is I want to make people better. I come from a background of helping people... Uh, develop their communications as a speech therapist, repair their communications after injury, and then I transitioned oh. into the business world. Well, good for you. Good for you. Boy, it's giving all the time. Now, uh, all you folks out there who really need to be listened to, you are particularly fortunate today, as I understand it, because, Eileen, you've got a workshop coming up that connects effective presentation with the joy of storytelling. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, storytelling, Bart, I don't know if you're aware, but it's been around a long time. It's supposedly built into our uh, biological and our anthropological systems, and yet um, you know, we often don't capitalize on it when we're doing presentations. So as a presentation coach, I want to give CEOs and senior managers and middle managers an advantage by teaching them how to take a little dash of story and create uh-huh. a much more interesting presentation. Great. Oh, great. Yeah, boy, you should sign up for that. I know when Homer smote his blooming liar back in 800 B.C. and told about Cyclops and mystic maidens that could turn men into pigs. I, th- I think for some of that, it's not a very long step. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that, as you say, it goes way, way back, and uh, it always works. And so, 
Well, okay, Eileen, let's get down to cases. Now, I'm going to give you some real business situations uh, or points of business that, that people have wanted to drive home. And I'm going to give my own very flawed version of the business story illustration that I would do. If, uh, and then we're going to let the real pro, Miss Sinet, uh, sort of uh, correct and, uh, my illustration and tell me how I might do better, or just, just give come right to the message that she thinks uh, would, would, uh, would help everyone out there. So um, let's say, so it was for the first one, let's say I want to drive home the, uh, the old marketing maxim. I'm talking to my marketing crew. I say, always market to people's wants, not to their needs. So my story would be, all right, now, friends, I'm driving down the street, and I see Duncan, and I see this pastry shop and that pastry shop, and all these chains are absolutely thriving. I drive on further, and you know, I don't see one broccoli or spinach chain anywhere. So that's my point. Don't give folks what they need. Give them what they want. And that's, and because that is what's going to make you get, get successful. Sad or so, but very true. So how to do? Well, uh, it's interesting <laughs> because you started off with the message that you wanted to get to the audience. And I would uh, coach uh. people to tell their story first and bridge uh. it to their message. So in a way, there was no surprise uh. here. So uh, oh. even though you did this oh. as an illustration, as a best practice, it's like I was driving down the street and I saw these Dunkin' Donuts and they were very populated and I saw these other, you know, you know, businesses right. that were selling okay. things that you might not think were so healthy for you. I think there's a piece a little missing there. And yet they were thriving yes. businesses. <laughs> yes. Because uh, the broccoli well, piece, I think you were saying, yeah, the broccoli piece is maybe the <laughs> counterpoint to sweets versus you know, a healthier choice. And yeah. um, so there are two things, maybe filling in a little right. bit okay. with a word or two that gives you that broad differentiation between donuts and broccoli. And and the other part <laughs> was keep the message as the ending. Okay, Tell the story, then bridge to your message. Mm, okay, thank you, thank you. There we go. See, I'm, I'm getting better all the time. Let's see if I do better on this next one. Now, this, Eileen, this next one, this is a, a real story uh, from a lady named Bree who uh, has just been hired as a new executive assistant to a CEO of a 9,000-person engineering firm. And what she wants, uh, the, now, uh, the CEO is trying to make her, is trying to motivate her is trying to get her to, to go not beyond more than just being a, a secretary, but to reach out and become part of the company. So th I, so what, does, what's, what sort of story might he, he give? And um, I let, let's see. So this is kind of what I might say if I were telling that. I say, you know, Bree, uh, I, when I first started out, I worked for a firm that uh, where my CEO, he had an assistant, and she took it on upon herself to dig out a whole lot of the 
PR things that he wasn't doing. She saw that this guy was not telling the, the company about himself, and she just filled in that need. And I just thought that was, to me, we all became to get to know her as the real go-to person for our whole PR firm. And I, I just thought that was a, a wonderful kind of a thing. And right now, uh, here I am today, I have... Uh, I report to 9,000 people in this firm who report to $5 billion worth of clients, and you're the one that's going to keep me afloat. So, my dear, if anything you could do to reach out and fill in my many, many gaps, I'd really appreciate So how to do. Fair. Pretty good. <laughs> so it, it's pretty so – it, Apparently it's I'm very, not learning anything here. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you're really a, a great storyteller. And I want to make a differentiation here that you coming from journalism and, you know, literature and writing – have a perspective on story that is different than mine because I come from linguistics uh -huh. and oral communications. And, um, uh -huh. you know, we, we kind of think differently. But the reason I said pretty yeah. good is because okay. it started off in time. When you tell a story, mm -hmm. it really has a place in time. So it started when I first started out, blah, 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 right? So yeah, that's okay. a good intro uh, tool that your okay. audience should know about. You want to start your story right, some, right. based in some time frame. What I would perfect, I think it's too concrete and similar, that story, uh, in terms of assistant to assistant. I would oh, have preferred more intimate rev revealing. Maybe this CEO could talk about a moment where he went beyond the structure of his role oh. and how that empowered the organization and then re then extracted the message that sometimes a person has to think beyond the guidelines to really add value to an organization or a project. So I would not want to tell okay. an assistant story to an assistant, unless it was more right, personal. Right, right, yeah. I, I got you, I got you. you have to, and you don't want to make it sound like you're setting a track down for this is what this one did, and I want you to follow in exactly in her footsteps. You, that's, actually, that's exactly what you're not trying to do. I, good idea. Very, very good idea. Yeah, so that one was a little bit too unstoried. It was more like, right, hey, right, this right. person did this. We want you to do this. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. By the way, I I got to I got to uh have folks uh, give folks the opportunity. If if you want individual presentation coaching, how do we get in touch with you? How do how do we uh Oh, that's to, the uh, best question you could ask me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my website is speakingthatconnects.com and my uh -huh. email is Eileen or Sinet, my last name, at speakingthatconnects.com, and my phone number, 609-799-1400. And any of those huh. will get to me. Ladies and gentlemen, and I'd be grateful. put that on, yeah. 
if most of you don't speak any better than I do, put that number on speed dial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we have uh, come to a uh, midpoint here. You're listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. And since we have arrived at about today's midpoint of the feast, let's take a brief survey because it is time for me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, among many other things. And you may visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and explore a wide wealth of practical business from business masters. And speaking of business masters, today Prometheus Publishing invites you to come and visit their bookstore and take a look at uh, such classics uh by a book by the name uh, of Speaking That Connects, which by sheerest good fortune just happens to be written by today's guest, Miss Eileen Sinet. And in short, this book it, it will guide you into polishing up probably the most important business skill you're ever going to have or require. So enough said. Uh, why not seize a few of the techniques for yourself and visit bartsbooks.com and read what you need. We also invite you to keep an eye out for Bart's book's upcoming series, The Best in the Business. It's concise counsel and profiles of very, very successful masters showing how they got that way and how they stay on top for uh, your own benefit and uh, inferring techniques. All right, ladies and gentlemen of those merry souls amidst the summer swelter, we are back with the Art of the CEO show on blogtalkradio.com and our guide to hanging on hanging out the right business tale miss eileen sinette now eileen you've got me about as nervous uh, as an auto manufacturer who's just flown into washington dc in his corporate jet to beg congress for money so <laughs> let's take uh let's take the same case again but let's turn the tables this time the new mm. assistant has done a little investigating on her own and she's got something that she wants to present to her boss, the CEO, John. And so how does she go about it uh, rather than – because she is not a PR expert. So how does she go about uh, approaching this? And here's the way I might do it. <clears throat> Drumroll. You know, John, I spent an interesting weekend this weekend – I was digging through some of the websites that our competitors had noticed, uh, that our competitors had, and I noticed that uh, they had one, th they didn't have one thing that we did have. We have some really top talent. I know that Jake has built that ball stadium out in the Bronx. Sally has created three new stores up in New England, and uh, these are all things that uh, really make a big mark. And, and I was wondering. Could, should we put out some sort of way way to get let our top talent be known and, and broadcast a bit? Uh, it was just something uh, I was thinking as I went through uh, the other websites last weekend. So, how to do? Well, you did great uh, in terms of presenting in a informal way uh, something that would be a creative idea. And I think this, even though it's not a story, I think it's a, a strong 
position that she takes. And instead of the ending, should we put out a way to tell people, I would like her to say, I've thought of some ways that we can get this word out that differentiates us from our competition. And I think then she may have um, promoted herself as a more assertive leader and Mm -hmm. gotten Mm -hmm. the response. She could get the response either way. But rather than the should I or should we, um, I think um, a lot of senior leaders want their staff to be more forthcoming, assertive, and have some ideas you yeah, know, ready yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I would do. It's, it's not really a story, but it is, um, you know, great communication. Okay. All right. Um, Did you have a thought differently? Right. Actually, no. I think I think you're absolutely right. I, if it, you need, uh, I, I sort of wanted the story to be. If I played a little heavily, more about uh, my weekend and um, while well, I was, you know, I was sitting here just going over the website, and and I also wanted to make that sound as if this was a way that that, that I was. This is how I casually spend my free time working for you, sir. You know. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So and that's anecdotal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I guess it's a, it's more of an anecdote than a thing. But you know, uh, it's a personal one. narrative. I think maybe if the yeah. focus is on the competition, it could be something very remote. It's like I was mm. looking at you know our competition. It's like similar to uh, let's say two different detergents or two different soda uh. you know manufacturers or two different um, clothing oh, manufacturers. So if I had There's said a, something. How about if I did this? How about if I said, I was, you know, I was looking at and looking at some of the competitions, and I started comparing them, and I was going back and forth between these these two sites, our site and their site, and so forth. A little more of an anticipatory thing and seeing the difference. That might have spun the yarn up a little better, right? I think so. I think so. Ah, okay, okay. I'm getting there. I'm learning, kid. Yeah. You know, or keep, it keep could be, me. you know, our, our company is like a Pepsi and our competition is like a Coca-Cola. And right. when I look at the difference, so you've used kind of a symbol that people will mm. get immediately. These are similar, but not the same, but they're in the same category. I hope Coke and Pepsi ah, are okay with that. I got you. <laughs> right. So it's sort of and like saying, it's it, sort of like comparing a thief with a congressman or something like No, no, that's not right. That's not right. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway. No, the point no, being, sometimes it's, it's right, less yeah. concrete. Yeah, yes. And, and that's about where I'm going to end up if I make more jokes like that. So anyway. Um, okay, here's our next one. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. And th- this is a true one. This is, this is really true. I am an entrepreneur who has just developed a wine cooling machine, which uh, will chill um, up to two dozen bottles at a time of wine in 90 seconds. Now, there's something this country really needs, you know. Um, and But this is a true story. Dan Conley, who is the head of the Entrepreneurs Forum, uh, had gotten this entrepreneur the opportunity to make his pitch before a room full of venture capitalists. And so that, that's me, and here's my story making the pitch. Ladies and gentlemen, I decided I was sitting in my own room sampling from my own wine cellar 
of absolute marvelous Cabernet Sauvignon, and it just didn't have what it needed. It was too warm. The same way with a Sauvignon Blanc, a white wine, which definitely needed chilling, I was in trouble. So I got down to this, uh, I got down to my, my old hydrogen studies, and I began to look at the difference in the cooling of the molecules and how they would go together. And at this point, I'm going on and on and on with my story. And from the, from the out, from the corner, comes the words of Dan Connolly, who is the sharpest entrepreneurial pitcher in on the globe, who set me up at this thing before this room, and he says, Get to the money! And I, uh, 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 oh, okay. Uh, this is, so when we put this together, we realized that this could make uh, an average of 20% better sales in the, in, in the average wine uh, or liquor store. Da-da-da-da-da. Okay. Uh, so you, you see... You see where it's going. It was I did it wrong, and then I got my comeuppance. So what uh, what would I, what should I have done when I get a call like that? That one's well, a little trickier. Well, you know, venture capitalists want you to get to the point and to the money point pretty quickly. So maybe yeah, yeah. the storyline isn't as formal a storyline. My first thought was. Um, you could say I was sipping my Cabernet, etc. Or you could not use a story and use another technique of getting attention, engaging an audience, hooking from the start with an opening like, if you're a Cabernet drinker, do you want your wine to be cool or cold? Or, or drinking Cabernet warm, you might as well not drink it. I got an invention. Right, right, right. It does this. Yeah. It will yeah, need okay. this. Nice. It will, etc. Yeah, so I it's see. a it's a little mini model of a story because you can picture, and that's what stories do. They let you image uh, w- with words a scene. So if you're sitting in your dining room sipping a too lukewarm, you know, expensive bottle of Cabernet, you're not going to be so happy. Uh, I think. Okay. Yes. If so, if I had started in saying, you know, I was sipping a, opened a beautiful $200 bottle of Sauvignon Blanc and sipped it, and it just wasn't there, I would not go back to the store to buy more. Rather, uh, and so therefore, my, uh, my, I have just lost, my liquor store has just lost itself a client. Oh my goodness, da da da. That would have been a better approach, perhaps, something like that, huh? Right, and Sauvignon it was, should be cold, and the Cabernet, yes, I think I right. said, cool before. Sorry, I, so I, people on I, the I, I, air I, I, I know that I'm not the biggest wine connoisseur. Right. I'm a kind of sewer story. of, of, of all, all, all amounts of wine. Um, I just have uh, – well, I'll do you a quick one. I have, I have some really more good ones, but uh, I just want to say that uh, – let, let's, let's do one more quickly. We'll, we'll – squeeze it in here. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to be presenting the last three years of financial statistics to our company. <gasps> yeah. So I snap off the PowerPoint slides. I've done my, my turn my face to the audience to sum up. And I'm supposed to sort of give these summary summations. And I say, and they're all looking at me and I say, so ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our entire standing for the fiscal year of 2011. Now I hear you asking yourself, 
What is a good summary for the year 2012? Are you anticipating? That's that's the only thing I could think of to do. <laughs> oh, any ideas? So the question is how to wrap up a more technical numerical presentation. Right, yeah, I've given, I've sort of basically gone over the spreadsheet. Now I got to follow up, and I want to sort of, I, I tried to lure them in with with something that that sort of struck home with them because they're all thinking, God, I'm bored, is out, out of my mind here. So I just mm-hmm. sort of tried to come in with a joke, a little story, but but that's, but that's that's sometimes uh, jokes uh, are overrated unless you're really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Stand up, <laughs> and most people. Well, Eileen, um, you heard about the attorney who had no sense of humor, didn't you? He lost his appeal. So anyway, ha ha. Right. Anyway, right. Um, <laughs> what what I yeah, have sure. done with people in, that want to summarize and make sure their last remarks are understood and remembered, especially in technical presentations, is keep it simple. And right. those numbers are less important than the meaning of those numbers. The story of those okay. numbers should have been spoken, you know, the, what mm-hmm. that number means. And I would just have a simple, like, so in regard to budget, we're, you know, ahead, you know, in terms of forecasting, blah, blah, blah. And for the next year, our intention is to raise X and or lower Y and then right, quietly you. ask, exit, ask for questions. So I don't think it has to be okay. fancy, fussy. Uh huh. Don't don't fuss with what isn't. What's basic. Give your give your knowledge. People want to get it and ingest it and get out. I, okay, Eileen. Unfortunately, speaking of moving on, we are coming rapidly to the end of our show, and I'd like to sort of round it out today. Uh, and I, we're going to have to stop with your, your magnificent inf- info, and I've learned a lot, Even the, and hopefully I'll be able to take some of that away and delight some folks. But as we round out today's show, I'd just like to give today's business quotation, and you let me know, Eileen, do you know who said, human salvation lies in the hands of the creatively maladjusted? Do you have any idea who said that? No. No. But pray tell. (laughs) Well, you'll have to tune in next week. So, Eileen, I thank you very much. It's been absolutely great to have you here. And uh, I will just, uh, we will have you back soon to help finish up. And and, uh, I hope folks attend your, your workshop because heaven knows I need it. And so do most of the rest of us. Thanks a lot. Okay, it's July 24th. Okay, July 24th. Okay. Um, as a hint, the author who said those words uh, has pat- himself patched up a very maladjusted world just fine. I thank you. And remember, if you know the author of that quote, just send it to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely astounding, life-changing gift from the Dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. Finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, cutting your ad budget when sales are slow is a little like not calling for help when you're drowning. (laughs) To all you faithful and playful listeners out there, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show today as much as I have. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you. It has been a privilege.